Hi, you're listening to You're Like Really Pretty, a podcast for the girlies and the gays that love pop culture, reality TV, and the occasional juicy political scandal. I'm your host, Kayla. Oh my god, how is everybody doing today? Hello, hello. I am just doing amazing per the usual. Um feeling very excited for spring. It's just around the corner. Still over the job, particularly today because my supervisor is going over my stats with me and she's like, you did so great on everything else except this one thing. And I'm like, why can't we just focus on the the things I did good? Like, why do we have to focus on the one thing that I didn't do good? And I am not going to do any better than what I'm doing with that. Like, I've brought down this particular stat down by half of what it was a year ago. Like, this is the best you're going to get with me on this particular thing. And I'm just, can we just talk about something else? I'm just so like, stop. Other than that, it's fine. You know, champagne problems. I'm getting told to bring down a stat at work, getting told to improve on my job, but it's just like annoying me. So but school was great this week. Um, I'm almost done with the quarter. It's my first quarter at like a university. And I was very nervous about the transition from a community college to a university. And I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm learning so much about stuff that I like care about. And it's really exciting. Uh, this Friday, I went out with my friends. We went to a pizza place which I was like not really in the mood for pizza by the time we got there even though I was the one that suggested it but I just like wasn't in the mood for pizza by the time we got there and so I got a Caesar salad I had four bites of the Caesar salad it was so bitter I was like what is this what is this dressing it was not Caesar dressing I don't know what it was and then I saw those purple onions And one thing about me, it's my worst trait. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I like always feel like I have to defend myself with it. But I am the pickiest eater. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm picky too. No, I promise you I'm the pickiest eater in the world. I hate everything. And I wish I wasn't this way. And you can ask my husband. I will try stuff. But I just like, I'm so picky. And it's... I feel like a five-year-old probably has better taste in food than I do. Um, My husband's come to accept it. And he's a foodie. So, like, it's tough. But I always tell people don't eat around me or don't, like, pick um, restaurants around me. Like, worst comes to worst, there will be fries on the menu. And I'll just have some fries and ketchup and I'll be good. But I... I have never had a Caesar salad I did not like. And this Caesar salad had purple onions. And I was like, what is that? It was so, it was so gross. And I felt bad that I like, literally I had four bites of it. And I was like, this is not good. I'm sorry. And then, um, so we were there and then we went to this other bar brewery type situation And, like, I wanted to find something cute to do for our girls' night out. And so I thought I had found something cute. We did end up having fun, but it was a cabaret show. And I say cabaret, like, in the loosest sense of the word. It It was cute. It was fun. But it was not a cabaret show. It did not give cabaret except for maybe two numbers. Um, they're about 16 of us in this room and I, the drinks were not drinking. One of my friends, she got a drink and she's like, this just tastes like cranberry juice. And she went and like ordered a double shot to like pour into the, into the drink. And she's like, that wasn't even a double shot. Like it was, nobody really liked their drinks. Um, But the service was good. If I were to look at, you know, the glass half full, the service was really good. Our bartender, her name was Carla, I believe. She was really sweet and nice. And, um, you know, it 
I, I just wanted, <laughs> I wanted a little more glam and that's a lot asking for where we live. So we live across the water from Seattle and it's cute over here, It, but it's like slower. Um, and things are just, they're not Seattle. And so if you're looking for Seattle entertainment, you got to go to Seattle um, or Tacoma. But I, I was hopeful that this was going to be a cute little show and it, it was okay, but it was like, I just want the glamour. Okay. I want, I, I don't feel like my makeup should be like me and my friends, our makeup shouldn't be the most glamour puss makeup in the building. If we're at a cabaret show, you catch my drift. Is that being rude? If it's rude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's who I am. But despite, I just had so much fun with this group of girls. Like they're, they're just fun and a good time. And like, we just laugh and I don't know, just getting to hang out with women and like, just having that time is so important and special to me. And I just feel very thankful because I went through a period where I didn't really have any friends and that was my own doing. I wasn't a good friend. I was the kind of girl that got into a relationship and dumped her friends and your actions have consequences. And if you want to maintain your friendships, you have to put in the work to maintain those friendships, especially as you get older and you're not like in high school where you see somebody every day. Um, you ha- you know, people get lives and like I'm at the age where a lot of people I grew up with or a lot of my friends are married with kids and things just change. So you have to make that effort to hang out with your girlfriends and you have to like do it without your spouses and have that bonding time. So I'm always really thankful that I've met these group of girls and like we we really care about maintaining our friendship with one another. Uh, on a non-complaining note, um, so in February 14th is my favorite holiday and I do feel like I have to say I know it's a Hallmark created holiday. I like my friends will even say like, it's okay. You don't need to defend yourself, but I feel like I have to, I understand that. I just love love. It's my favorite thing in the world and I love celebrating it. And I love all the pink and the hearts and the kissy and all of it. So my husband's working a lot because the Navy has him and, um, I was working on Valentine's day. So I kind of had like low expectations like not because of him just because like I was like oh he's not gonna be around like he's gonna be he's working like 15 16 hour days um he's working a lot of nights and all that stuff so I just was like he won't be around and that's okay I'll work I'll do homework I'll watch the movies and I'll be good well like an hour before I got off work he shows up he got off early surprised me went to the store, bought stuff to make um, chicken Alfredo, which is like one of my favorite meals. And he made it from scratch. And he got me um, chocolate dipped strawberries, which like I can throw down on those. And like the best ones are at Safeway. I've had them other places. I've had them when we've gone to hotels. The best chocolate covered strawberries are from Safeway. You heard it here first. And they're not like super expensive. I think for like a pack of six is like $10 at Safeway. So last year, because I used to work, or not, I guess not last year, the year before, I used to work at Safeway as a Starbucks barista. And so I would like at the end of my shift, I would go and buy like 10 of those chocolate covered strawberry boxes. I just love them. They're so good. But yeah, so he got me those. He surprised me with those. And um, I was just very happy and I felt so loved. And he just really knows how to, he was, I mean, working so much and he still, he still surprised me and made the night so special. And I'm just really thankful for him and I love him so much. So that's about it for me for this week. Um, Nothing too crazy. Everything was pretty good and I'm feeling very happy. Uh, but things in the celebrity world this week have been quite a roller coaster. So I will start with Beyonce. 
your girl did secure the tickets. Um, they came at the cost of $2,200. So there, I did not get club renaissance. Those tickets were like three grand a pop, but I did get floor seats and, um, that was crazy. I got to tell you, I was like, whoa. But the thing is what, what like is so stunning is the tickets were nine fifty each. And so that's like $1,900, but I paid $2,200 so I paid like $300 in like taxes and fees. I was just like, what? And I planned on doing a episode about this. Um, like I've told you on one of the most unfortunate people to ever exist, Chris Brown. Yeah, he's in the news. Um, so, I mean, if you're living under a rock and you don't know how terrible Chris Brown is as a human, let me indulge you for a second. So obviously in 2009, he um, beat the shit out of Rihanna and we all saw those pictures on TMZ, but people seem to think that because that happened over 10 years ago, we should, and by people, I mean people on the internet, his fans, how he has fans, I'll never understand, but they always say that was over 10 years ago. Why are you still talking about it? Well, one, I will always talk about violence being committed against women and domestic violence. That's not something I'll ever just get over. And if you're somebody who will just get over it, I think it's time that you pause this, look at yourself in the mirror and get a fucking grip because domestic violence, violence against women, that is not something that you should just get over. But in case you're one of those people or you have one of those people in your life who say that happened over 10 years ago. Let me just rattle off a little bit of a list of what Chris Brown has also done. So he was with a woman named Karuchi Tran for a few years, and he harassed and stalked and terrorized her to the point that he would leave so many voicemails where he threatened to kill her on voicemail that she played those for a judge and was granted a five-year restraining order. Getting a temporary restraining order is hard enough because this country doesn't take victims seriously. The fact that she was able to get a five-year restraining order shows you the level of depravity that Chris Brown was exuding towards Karuchi. And he would like, him and his friends would like stalk her at her and her friends at clubs and taunt her and like follow her and just generally be like just such an abusive piece of shit. And then um, in like 2013, he was in rehab and uh, he tried to leave or he did leave and his mom suggested that he should probably stay in rehab because he's somebody who's not okay. And he freaked the fuck out and threw a rock through her car window. Uh, in 2018, there's pictures of him choking a woman that were posted on TMZ. They later tried to say, oh, they were just playing around. No, you can see like the terror in her eyes. Her friend is trying to like separate her from Chris Brown. He, his eyes are black and he looks unwell. Um, and then in 2020, he was accused by multiple women of drugging and rape. So yeah, it was over 10 years ago that he abused Rihanna. And that is enough, in my opinion, to he should never have had a career again. Um, there's some things that people can make mistakes and learn from. Abusing people is not one of those things that I will just forgive. If that's something that you want to forgive, that's on you. But that's not something I want to forgive. And it's not like he's suffered consequences um, in the sense that he and he's sitting here posting on social media talking about how. What about all these white celebrities and them and what they've done? What about them? And it's like, first off, there is a conversation to be said about white people, um, white celebrities and how the public seemingly forgets their abuse or uh, forgives it or just completely disregards it. 
Sean Penn, he posted Sean Penn. I absolutely agree. I don't think Sean Penn's a good person either. Um, but Chris, you're not one of those black celebrities that is held to a different standard. Like you haven't suffered the repercussions. You're still a Grammy nominated artist. You won a Grammy after the abuse to Rihanna came out. You continue to tour. You continue to make millions upon millions of dollars. You're still at all the award shows. Like, what are you talking about? He's just mad that people are calling out his abuse on the internet. He hasn't actually suffered. He still has a very successful career. He still has many people defending him. So, like, let's get a grip, dude. Like, you're... you're (laughs) You're stupid and you're an abusive piece of shit. In other news, apparently Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have broken up, which I certainly hope so because speaking of abusive men, um, I think that too many people just like breezed on past his engagement ring and how he was designed it so that if she took it off, it was painful. That's not a red flag or anything. Uh, and then, um, another thing I saw that actually made me sad and it's because like, there's so many little kids, um, Kim Zolciak Bierman and Croy Bierman, I guess their house went into foreclosure and she just, they have so many kids that that like, that just makes me sad. I mean, she'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll be fine. But that did kind of bum me out to see like, and I thought I remembered a few months ago that like Jason Aldean of all people like had bought her house to like invest in it so that they could um, stay in the house. But I guess that didn't happen. I don't know. I'm very confused about it. Oh, and another cute thing I saw was that, and this just happened like a couple days ago, um, that rebel art couple days ago happened a couple hours ago. Um, rebel Wilson and her girlfriend, uh, Ramona Agruma, they got engaged at like Disneyland. Um, which I think is so cute. I don't know if you guys remember that story of when it came out that she was dating her. Um, some, crazy psycho Australian newspaper tried to blackmail her and was like, um, if you don't give us an exclusive, like we're going to leak this information. And so she was like, bet. And then leaked the inform, or I guess told Instagram. And she was like, somebody was trying to blackmail me. And they, the editor of that like newspaper magazine, whatever they went on Twitter and had like a whole crybaby rant about it. Um, and I'm like, really? You guys in 2022 don't don't see the problem with outing people's sexuality? We don't we don't see that. Okay. Oh, and apparently um Kendall Jenner is allegedly dating Bad Bunny. And let me tell you, the streets, particularly the Latina streets, are very unhappy about it. Um, I The comments, people were disturbed by this potential news. Yeah, the girlies were not happy about that. And they also went on a date with like Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber. And yeah, they're not happy. Um, to pivot completely, Jen Shaw reported for her prison sentence on Friday. And I know she's a terrible person and she needs to pay for her crimes and she's awful and she swindled so many people. But my thoughts are with her children because this was just such a traumatizing thing that they went through with just how she was arrested and how like the cops pulled guns on the kids and then that being like all over TV, her being a public figure and just she kind of like loses her shit a lot. So I can only imagine how many times she may have lost her shit on her kids. And it's just I I feel so bad for those children and their mom's going away and it's not going to come back until they're like adults. And it's just that's really sad. So it there's really no happy news this week. I mean, Jimmy Carter was put into hospice and 
let me tell you, that is a man who has spent his life in service and he, he's lived a really long life and just done really incredible things. And he just seems like he's one of the few politicians that just like had a good heart. Um, so that, that kind of, I saw that this morning when I went to work and I was like, oh, Jimmy Carter, like it, it just made me sad. So there's really no happy news in the celebrity world this week. I mean, unless you really are happy for Kendall Jenner, I guess you can hang on to that. Oh, and I guess there was Rebel Wilson's engagement. That's happy news. So let's focus on that happy news for the week. Congratulations, Rebel. I'm so happy for you. Well, uh, let's get to clucking about this week's topic. So if you clicked on it, you can already see we are going to be talking about Lilo. But circa 2005-2006. And I know a lot of people like to point to 2007 as being the year where everything changed for her. And like, you know, that was the first year she went to rehab and she just kind of spiraled out of control. But I think to understand 2007 to present, Lindsay, you really have to go back to 2005 and 2006. And so I'm going to split this into two parts. I'm going to talk about 2005 Lindsay Lohan today. And then next week we'll talk about 2006 and just kind of what led her to things that happened in 2007 and why her life seemed so out of control for so many years. So, of course, I'm going to start it off with her sign. Lindsay was born on July 2nd, 1986. So that makes her a cancer. And we've already talked about my views on cancer men. They are to be watched um, at all times. But cancer women are... I, I like cancer women, and I think that they're special. Wendy Williams is a cancer woman. Um, and, you know, like the positive traits of cancers is that they're like really nurturing and really caring and um, they love hard and like they're really tenacious and stuff. The negative traits are they're really moody and they're really clinging and they're kind of possessive and they're not trusting of anyone or anything and they worry about everything. And I think you kind of see that in Lindsay if you're somebody that's followed her career in any kind of capacity you can see those positive things and those negative things um she's she wears that pretty much on her sleeve all of those traits are are you pay any kind of attention to her you will see it so Lindsay's parents were married in 1985 her dad's name is Michael her mom's name is Dina and Michael was a Wall Street commodities broker, um, and his family ran a pretty successful pasta business. And then her mom actually was a Radio City Rockette, which I didn't know. And if you don't know what that is, that's a dance company in uh, New York. And um, yeah, she was part of that. So Lindsay, you know, the, the stage, it's, it's in her blood. Uh, and her father, so the thing about Lindsay is that her family is been in turmoil from the jump. So when Lindsay was four in 1990, Michael was found in contempt of court on charges of defrauding clients and he was sentenced to 36 months in jail. Um, and this is when Lindsay started working and he gets out of jail She's already kind of have this career going. Uh, and it's just, it's chaotic from for Lindsay and for her siblings. And that chaos, she's the oldest and she was put in the middle a lot between her parents. And her mom has taken out a lot of restraining orders on Michael Lohan. Michael Lohan is a very volatile human being who has just put everybody around him through complete 
turmoil and just abuse and has made it so hard for all of these people. And he's just like not a good person and he's a leech. And I could give you all of, you know, a litany of words to describe how awful he is, but you, you catch my drift. Um, so Lindsay, she released a song, which I'll talk about later. I'll talk about this album and everything, but this kind of gives you, um, a little insight. It's the song is called confessions of a broken heart. And the lyrics are, I wait for the postman to bring me a letter. I wait for the good Lord to make me feel better. And I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders, a family in crisis that only grows older. I think those lyrics really give you an insight to her thoughts on the whole situation and just, you know, how much it affects you. Like family shit always affects you, but when you have a parent that's in and out of your life, I, I can only imagine that parent being in and out and it being because they're in prison. Yeah. So she, she says that she felt like a second parent in the sense that she helped raise her family. She was put, like I said, put a, in between her parents a lot. Um, and she has cut contact quite a few times with her father and she's even cut contact with her mother, but especially with her father. Uh, so she grew up in Long Island. And then when she was 15, she started being homeschooled because she moved to LA. So a little bit with my journey with Lindsay. So there were four movies. I'm a rewatcher of movies, of TV shows, but that started from the jump with me. And there were four movies that I made my mom watch all the time. Mulan, there's something about Mary, six days, seven nights, like I already told you, and The Parent Trap, 1998. I made my mom watch The Parent Trap so much, and I love that movie still so much. It is so dear to my heart. Um, and so that was my first introduction to Lindsay. And then obviously she went on to be in Life Size and Get a Clue. And, you know, she had like a really great deal with Disney. And that's kind of where, like my generation... We know her from that stuff, but she actually was in over 60 commercials and a little fun fact. If you did not know, she was in an Amber Crombie and Fitch ad with the one and only Elizabeth Grant, AKA Lana Del Rey. Those pictures, I, I can't like putting those two people in the same timeline for me is kind of hard for my brain to do. She's in a whole bunch of commercials um, and then she also did a, uh, like guest stint on a soap opera. She leaves that and she goes to do the parent trap and she pretty much works steadily from there on. And then her career takes off. So I'm going to begin this with 2005 and where she was at. Um, Her mom filed for divorce from Michael for like the third time in the beginning of 2005. And in February, she also gets into a car accident, which with Lindsay, that is something that is just synonymous with her name is Lindsay Lohan car accident. She can't drive. I don't understand why she hasn't just like hired somebody to drive her everywhere because she is constantly in car accidents. So her mom files for divorce and then later in February, her father is also in a car accident. So we are gathering that the Lohans may not be the best of drivers. He's in a car accident that he barely escapes from dying. He was driving his friend's Volvo, hit a telephone pole, and it went up in flames moments after he got out of the vehicle so like he was literally seconds away from dying um and that was incredibly embarrassing because he got like a DUI and it 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 was just a very embarrassing thing because that's what her dad does is her dad embarrasses her so she's also filming uh another movie that I love so much Just My Luck in February 2005 And she is photographed so much by the paparazzi. So filming was in 
New York. And I mean, it was like constant. There's so many pictures that if you just Google Lindsay Lohan, just my luck, paps, like there's thousands of pictures of her just on set. And so 2005 is really when you start to see that she makes this transition from like, you know, teen idol, teen star, and she really becomes a tabloid star in 2005, like really is cemented in that culture of paparazzi and tabloid culture. You know, there's so many of these paparazzi pictures that the studio actually ended up using one of her paparazzi pictures as the cover of Just My Luck. And so it's just her walking down the street, paparazzi taking a picture, and she looks so fabulous that the studio is like, well, guess we're using that as our poster for this movie. With a huge trigger warning, I'm going to talk about weight. I'm going to talk about bodies. I'm going to talk about eating disorders. And if that's something that is really sensitive for you, um, don't listen to the rest of this episode because a lot of it talks about that. Lindsay, in 2005, she's 18. And a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds do go through a change in their body. And I think for a lot of people in the beginning of 2005, Lindsay is significantly, maybe significantly is not the right word, but she has had some weight loss. And I think people in that time were like, oh, she's just getting a little bit older. Um, And they weren't really concerned because you do see versus like, she did uh, like MTV New Year's because she was promoting her first album. So she did like the New Year's show on TRL and MTV. And you see that versus February 2005. And she does look different, but it's not at a scary point yet. She later does say that 2004 is where her eating disorder started. So this is post Mean Girls. Which, how is it taking me this long to even bring up Mean Girls? Um, that movie is what everything to me. Absolutely everything. It was the movie that when I got my first period, my stepmom took me to, to celebrate womanhood. And I can't think of a better movie to celebrate womanhood with. Post Mean Girls, she's dating Wilmer Valderrama add him onto the list of men that need a reckoning. Um, But she says that while she's dating him, she's not eating. She's getting like these stabbing pains in her head. And people are telling her like, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go to the hospital. She's like, no, she goes over to Wilmer's house, lays down and then like shoots up and is like screaming. They take her to the doctor and she actually has a kidney infection because she's been starving her body so much. And um, she's in the hospital for a few weeks and she loses 15 pounds while in hospital because she was not eating anything. So she's looking different, but not to the point where it's concerning. Um, And she goes to a MTV TRL awards, which I, I didn't know if TRL had awards. Um, I don't, that's completely white from my brain. I have no idea about that, which it's like, so you have the music video awards, the MTV awards, and then you had the TRL award, like how many award shows? I don't know, but she's at the TRL awards and <laughs> I can't get over that. Um, and she's wearing one of my favorite Lilo outfits. It's so Long Island in all of the most beautiful ways possible It's like this pink dress and it's kind of cut, like kind of different than the normal cut she wears. It's like very, um, kind of like a modest cut. I mean, it's shorter, but like around her neck, it's, it's so pretty. And then she's wearing, she's wearing a faux fur leopard jacket over it. It's just, oh my God. I just love it. I love it. 2005. What a great year. And, um, so she's. She spends February, she spends March, she's filming Just My Luck in New York. 
and she is doing so many events during this time. So she's filming during the day and at night she's going to a whole bunch of like launches of things and industry events. She's at Nikki Hilton's clothing line launch. I don't know if you remember Nikki Hilton's clothing line, Chick. Um, she had accessories at Claire's that I wanted so bad. I remember being in the South Hill Mall Claire's and there was like this necklace and it was like $26. And of course it was Nikki Hilton. I wanted it. And my parents just put a hard no on that. And I won't forgive them ever for that because um, I desperately wanted it. You can kind of follow Lindsay's timeline really well based on her hair color because she changes her hair. She gets in car accidents more than anybody I've ever met. And she changes her hair often. Now she does change her hair a lot during this year for movies. So she starts it off with like probably one of the best Lindsay colors, which was, um, it was kind of like this deep red. It was beautiful. She starts it off with that for just my luck. She wraps just my luck and um, moves on to blonde, which she goes blonde for another movie. And the difference between her in February 2005 to May 2005 is absolutely insane not only like she's this is her going blonde for the first time so that's already like whoa Lindsay Lohan's blonde given that we knew her as a redhead she goes blonde and this is where her body is so different and so I think she was living pretty fast um just like a, a fast-paced lifestyle while she was in New York. May, she goes to um, LA and she is photographed all the time with Nicole Richie. And this is where one of the most infamous pictures of Nicole Richie and Lindsay Lohan happen. On May 10th, they're outside of the Four Seasons in LA. And this picture is seared in my memory. They are so incredibly skinny and the kind of skinny where you're just so scared for somebody because it's just so startling, especially when you see what Lindsay was just a few months prior where she had looked like she was losing weight. But then it's like, and that's how it happens. Somebody gets this skinny and it's a, it's not something that just happens overnight. And by the time you notice how scary it is, it's all, they're already so sick. And so there, there, there's that picture. And if you followed pop culture, you, you know, you were my age around that time in 2005, I was 12, 13 years old. And it, it was like a, an entirely new era um, when it came to bodies. And it was just so sad and so scary. And you're just like, oh my God. In uh, May 2005 is such a crucial time for Lindsay. Not only is she out all the time with Nicole Richie, who I was obsessed with Nicole Richie. I loved her. Um, if you watch season one of The Simple Life, I'm pretty sure I based most of my personality off of season one and season two of The Simple Life with Nicole Richie because like, it's like looking in a mirror sometimes. Um, and I, I adored her, but I think that Nicole Richie, at least during this time, I don't know, present day, but I think Nicole was really toxic and I think she may have been a bad influence on a few people. And I think one of those people was Lindsay Lohan. I think she just introduced Lindsay to just a super party lifestyle. And I just can't help but to notice that 
Lindsay's not that she made Lindsay get an eating disorder. I'm not implying that, but it's just her and Lindsay look so similar at this time and they're spending so much time together. And Nicole had already started looking like this. Um, I just, I'm just making an observation. And so they're also photographed at the coffee bean, which I still wish I could have been at the coffee bean in its heyday. Um, they're photographed there with a bunch of friends and Nicole Richie's boyfriend at the time, DJ AM, rest in peace. She plays Wango Tango on May 14th, which, um, you know, she had come out with an album the year before, Rumors, one of the best 2000 songs in the world was on that album. And so she plays Wango Tango. And people are like, whoa, what's going on? And then she hosts SNL for the second time on May 21st. And right before the show, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Lauren Michaels sat her down for her first intervention. And they were like, we are scared and we are worried. And she was close with Amy and Tina from Mean Girls. Lauren Michaels tells her, listen, John Belushi, Chris Farley, I've seen what this, what the lifestyle that you're leading does to people. And it's a tragic end. And you need to get help. Um, and Amy Poehler, which I don't know if I would say that the way she says it. But, you know, context, it was 2005. She gives her tough love and says, you're too skinny. Um, I'm not going to ask you why you're too skinny, but I don't like it. And then they tell her that, you know, she doesn't get help. She's going to die. And she, I mean, that was right before she went out on stage. So she was like, whoa. And then all the pictures of her on SNL started appearing. Magazine circuit on the late night entertainment shows and stuff. And she says seeing the pictures of her at SNL startled her. And it like freaked her out to see how small her arms had gotten, how just kind of sick she looked. And it it, it really did kind of just woo her. We start seeing her photographed with Paris Hilton, which Paris Hilton plays a huge part in 2006 Lindsay, but we're not there yet. We see her um, photographed with her at some in industry events. Uh, and then there's a photo with her, Nikki Hilton, Paris Hilton, and Nicole Richie, and Rachel Zoe. They're at a Cartier event. And I couldn't find definitively um, when Rachel Zoe started dressing Lindsay, but I'm going to guess that it was sometime during this in 2005. Rachel Zoe ended up dressing everybody. And she's like the celebrity stylist, like one of the first. Um, I'm pretty sure I can't even think of anybody who was a celebrity stylist that like became their own celebrity before her. They, they were known as the Zoe girls and or Zoe bots. And they all had a very specific look. Not only with like the vibe of how Rachel dressed these girls and she dressed them not just for red carpets, like she was dressing them and talking about dressing them for when they went on Starbucks runs, when they were uh, going into the gym, when they were just driving around, like she dressed them to be seen and photographed what really is the fashion of that era, like think the big sunglasses, which I loved, um, the big bangles, the kind of like 60s, 70s mod Grecian dresses, you know, the Nicole Richie look, the Lindsay Lohan look of 2005, 2006. Like that was all from Rachel Zoe and her influence and her styling them. And Rachel's body is very similar to how their bodies were. And I can tell you, as somebody who was a young kid, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, at the height of Rachel Zoe's styling, 
what those girls look like, I tried to emulate. All of us did. Uh, but my body did not look like Nicole Richie, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel Zoe. I have never been that skinny. Um, and it was tough to see girls be double zeros. And I'm, you know, these girls are some of them 10 years older than me and I've never been a double zero. And it was, it was like, it did a number. I think it did a number on my generation seeing so many girls who weren't naturally double zeros. Cause there's nothing wrong with being a double zero, but there's a difference between somebody who's a double zero because that is just their natural body type and somebody who's starving themselves. And typically these girls that you're seeing during that time, they're starving themselves. They're, they're, Nicole Richie's a petite girl, but she's not 80 pounds petite. And so I just, I wonder what the combination of being around Nicole Richie, being styled by Rachel Zoe, living this fast party lifestyle that really began to ramp up in 2005, how much that had to do with what we see and those seeds that were planted during that time. And I wonder if what would have happened had she taken the rest of the year off um, after May? You know, there was a fork in the road, I believe, with these people who she looked up to, these titans in the industry, women she admired, a man who has seen it all in Lauren Michaels. Had the people around her, her team, said, you know what, Lindsay, let's take the rest of the year off. What that could have done for her. We won't ever know, but I do... I do wonder where Lindsay would be now if that would have happened. So I obviously see the uh, May 2005 pictures everywhere on E! News and everything. Um, and then she, where it really is just so like, oh my God, is she's at, uh, she goes to the premiere of her Disney movie, Herbie Fully Loaded, which was filmed in 2004. And you see... I think where people really were like, oh my God, this girl is not okay, is you see how she looked the year prior, and then you see how she looks at this red carpet for the premiere of the movie. And it is just night and day. And I'm contributing the problem talking about her body, so I'm fully aware that I'm a hypocrite in the next sentence I'm going to say, but... People constantly talking about her body all over the news, all over the magazines, all over the blogs. That didn't help the situation whatsoever. Um, and that's all they're doing at this point is talking about her body. So she goes on. So the hair, the blonde hair is for a movie. She in, um, in late June, she goes and starts filming A Prairie Home Companion, which she later said was one of the most influential uh movies she's ever been on like the experiences that she got from that movie was incredible um because she was working with Lily Tomlin and she was working with Meryl Streep on that movie father had the accident back in February and then in June um he is arrested for assaulting his brother brother-in-law um, at some party that he wasn't supposed to be at. And so he gets arrested uh, like June 30th, 2005, and he ends up going to jail. And then because he violated his probation from the DUI and he insulted somebody. And I keep saying assaulted, and I think it sounds like insulted, which he did insult, but I'm saying assault. I don't know. Something's going on with the way I'm speaking gets sentenced to like one and a half years to four years in prison for violating his probation and the DUI situation. So she is going through a lot and now she's filming her second movie of the year. She's already filmed Just My Luck. Now she's filming, filming a Prairie Home Companion. Um, and she's still going to a whole bunch of events at all times. 
She's at the MTV Awards. She's at parties for launching of booze or launching of clothes or launching of some nightclub. And she's at the Teen People Young Hollywood Party in September, which Teen People was my favorite magazine. One thing about my stepmom is she always had, until the recession hit, God, the recession, will I ever stop talking about it? We don't know. But until the recession hit, my stepmom always got me magazines. She got it for like the family, but I really think it was for me because I was the one that was obsessed with them. So she would get me like Vibe. Um, and like I used to have, remember that Vibe issue where Obama was on the front? I had an original print of that. Wish I wouldn't have lost it, but here we are. Um, but Teen People, and I was devoted to Teen People. It was my favorite magazine. I thought the articles were really good. The fashion was really good. Like I would even like enter into the contests of Teen People. That is how much I loved that magazine. Anyway, she's at a Teen People Young Hollywood party in September. And guess who she's photographed with for the first time? Samantha Ronson, who is one of the most intense relationship she will ever have in her life it's and I don't think Lindsay gets her flowers enough when it comes to how much of a trailblazer she was when it came to being queer like she was openly queer and I think she kind of like maybe tones that part down of her life when she talks about it presently but Lindsay was in a openly gay relationship with Samantha Ronson and I mean it was not a healthy relationship so I'm not saying that but she was doing that long before um people people were even kind of accepting I mean there's still rampant homophobia still rampant biphobia that exists but during that time I mean it was like tenfold compared to now so she's photographed with Samantha Ronson. I like stumbled across that picture and I was like, oh my God, this is in like 2005. Um, little does she know what will happen. So in 2005 or in September 2005, she also uh, films her music video for those, for that song that I, the lyrics I read earlier, Confessions of a Broken Heart. And she, what I thought was so awesome to learn was that she actually directed that music video and that music video is so powerful and sad. And I remember watching it premiere on TRL and just being so like moved. Like she, I, she really has a way with like her lyric writing and she spends 2005 writing for this album as well. So the pictures that came from this music video, she's looking a little bit better. Um, still kind of worrying, but but it does seem like maybe she's around somebody or some people who are helping her. Or maybe she's doing it on her own. Um, but she does look a little bit better in September 2005. On October 4th, 2005, she gets into another car accident, which she is later sued by. Uh, but this car accident really wasn't her fault. She was being hounded by paparazzi and they ran her off the road and she ended up crashing into a parked van, which is just so scary. Um, and then later on October 25th, she premieres her music video for Confessions of a Broken Heart. And then two days after the premiere of that music video, she begins production on, I think, one of her best performances, which was for a indie movie called Bobby, which was about the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Um, and it's kind of got like a ensemble star-packed cast. So Lindsay's in it, Anthony Hopkins, Demi Moore, Sharon Stone, Elijah Wood, and Emilio Estevez directed it, which, and I'm pretty sure Shia LaBeouf, who one of my friends, Tay, shot out, she was like, can you do an episode on Shia LaBeouf? I'm going to. Um, 
because he will be part of the men that need a reckoning um series he is at the top of the list but i'm pretty sure he was in that movie as well i loved bobby i thought she was absolutely incredible in it they styled her amazingly she her performance was just so good it really 2005 like her her acting credits for this time were she was it's hard to believe that she was 19 years old it's just yeah so she's in bobby um later at the end of the month is when i really think that she was starting to you know she probably gained like five or ten pounds and just was looking so much better and this is the first time we see raven haired lilo for bobby and she oh my god she looks pretty no matter what to me but like her when she has the dark locks is just whoa something else she was i remember seeing that and just being like oh my god is there somebody who's more beautiful than Lindsay lohan She's photographed leaving the Marquee Club from a Halloween party, and she looks she looks much healthier. At this point, this is October 31st, she is filming her third movie in one year. She's 19 years old. She's constantly going to industry events, launches of products, celebration events for Cartier or some other stupid thing which I, it's not I like that stuff I like looking at those pictures but this is also in the context of this girl is 19 years old and she's being worked like a dog she's directing music videos she's writing and recording for her sophomore album and she's making her third movie and the year's not even over yet and she's 19 years old like compiling this all together to see what this girl has done in one year it's like no wonder she lost her shit in 2007 it's the same thing as britney spears people their bodies can only take so much and she is 19 she is a child i was working at my call center job at 19 and i was like how am i going to go on and I was only working 10 hour days with two days off every week. And I was exhausted. This girl is like constantly on the go where she'll get like two weeks off in between shoots of a movie or shooting a music video or going to some sort of event like she has no time off. So she spends the first part of November, you know, filming Bobby and then on November 22nd, she performs at the American Music Awards for the lead up to her sophomore album dropping, which she drops on November 30th. She's looking much better at the at that event, um, looking healthier, looking like she's, you know, getting sleep and eating nutritious foods kind of are like, OK, Lindsay, like you're going to be OK. You're going to make it. You're going to be OK. Her team says, no, let's work you like a dog for the last part of the year. So everything I'm about to list happened in the span of six days. Some VH1 award show. It wasn't countdown, whatever. It's an award show I'd never heard of. But she goes to a VH1 award show. She goes to the GQ Men of the Year Awards. She goes to a TRL uh, taping to promote her album. She goes to a Chanel event and then she also goes to a Chanel fashion show and then she goes to the King Kong premiere. That's all in the matter of six days. And that's not like she's working for an hour at a time at these things. Like, no. And then she finally, her team is like, oh, it's the holidays. Let's give you a little time off. She goes and takes her brother to a Knicks game and then she takes her mom, her sister, and her brother to Miami for the end of the year. And in Miami, um, they're, you know, Lindsay's photographed going out with her friends a lot and hanging out on the beach with her family and just like actually relaxing a little bit. But no, 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 Lindsay, you can't relax for too long because you have to spend New Year's at some stupid club opening for their and host their New Year's party. Yeah, she can't even just 
spend her New Year's in Miami doing whatever she wants. She still has to work on New Year's. After she has spent the entire year filming three movies, going to God knows how many freaking events, losing so much weight that the entire world's talking about it, her neurotic, psychotic father nearly dying, beating the shit out of her uncle, going being sentenced to prison, directing music videos, writing and recording an entire album. And that is all in the span of one year. Her one year looks like some people's five years. Like, and she's 19. I know I keep saying that, but she is 19 years old. I, I just, I cannot fathom asking that of a 19 year old and how anybody would feel okay and how they wouldn't feel immense guilt of not giving this girl a break, not giving her time to breathe, not making her go somewhere where she can focus on her health and get healthy and learn how to cope with life because she's a baby and you're asking her to work so much and you know, people are like, well, she could have just said no. And it's like, that's not, it. if you think that that's the way things work in that industry, like, I'm sorry, you're mistaken because there's so many people that depend on her. She's a cash cow. She's supporting her entire family. You think Dina's working? Like Dina's getting 15% of, she's supporting her whole family. She's supporting this whole machine, the publicists, the you know, firm that the publicist works at, all these people who do her hair, her makeup, Rachel Zoe, who's her stylist, like all these people are invested in Lindsay Lohan Incorporated succeeding. And Lindsay Lohan Incorporated succeeding means she needs to be working. She needs to constantly be generating income. Mind you, she's made millions of dollars at this point, but that's not enough because we need to work, work, work. We need to make sure that we get everything we can out of this cash cow. And then when she loses her shit and she's so young and she's partying all the time and she doesn't know how to manage her emotions because she's stunted, then we're going to be like, oh my God, why can't she just get her shit together? What's wrong with her? Why is she acting like this? Why can't she just stop doing drugs? I don't know. Maybe because when she was 17 years old, they were probably giving her legal version of speed to get through her days on set. Because that's what so many of these child stars end up saying is that they they get shot with like cortisone shots when they're in pain. Or they're given Adderall even though that they don't have ADHD so that they can be alert and awake. I think too often we don't work from a place of empathy with these people. And at the end of the day, like they're celebrities, but they're humans. You know, there there is something to be said about how many chances Lindsay Lohan has been given in life because she has. She's constantly being rooted for. Um, but she is constantly being villainized as well. And she's being villainized for things that happened when her brain wasn't fully developed. And I'm in therapy and my therapist has told me, and it's helped me deal with certain people in my life. Um, But she has told me that often when we are traumatized um, and we have a big trauma event, that whatever age that we're at when that trauma happens, we often get stuck in that age. And so you have Lindsay Lohan at 17 years old, develop an eating disorder. Um, she's dating a man who is a predator, Wilmer Valderrama. Her dad is acting a complete fool and has already had a history of violence. And he's nearly dying getting arrested, beating family members of hers. It's not hard to see how it feels like Lindsay's been at 
17, 18, 19 years old for so many years because Lindsay went through a lot of trauma at that time. And I think that it never hurts to be kind to people um, and to try to work from a place of empathy. And that's like really what I'm trying to do with this episode is maybe give a little context to people about Lindsay Lohan and why she ended up losing her shit and how she got there. And because it, it wasn't something that just happened. It It's a buildup of something. And I believe that if you look at her year in 2005, you can see had she at the beginning of that year gotten a break how things could have turned because she was a really good actress and she was really going places and she gave some amazing performances in her career um and I and she always talks about how her happiest times have been on set and that's where she's happiest is when she's on set and going through everything that you know from the, the catering that's on set, the waiting around for the next take, the hair, the makeup, set life is where Lindsay's happiest. And, you know, I think it's really awesome that she did so well on this Netflix movie. And I really, I am rooting for her. I'm one of those people that have given her a million chances. And I'm just somebody who does give people a million chances Unless you're an abusive POS, then I don't have much space for you. But if you're a girl who really just wanted to be an actress and was tasked with taking care of your entire family way too young and being worked at a pace that was just completely awful and exploitative, then yeah. I'm going to have a lot more patience with you, um, especially in this current time. And when I talk about these figures, I'm often talking about that time in their life um, because there's a lot of really awful things that Lindsay has done that just because you're a traumatized kid doesn't mean that you're excused from your shitty behavior. I'm talking about Lindsay in this current time of 2005, 2006, 2007, that I'm thinking about young Lindsay. Um, And there is a conversation to be had about older Lindsay and the choices she's made. Uh, But older Lindsay and the choices she's made, those, there, there is a correlation between what happened previous in her life so that ends 2005 Lindsay we'll pick up next week with 2006 Lindsay which has the infamous Georgia rule letter that was leaked while she was filming the bimbo summit her parting gets crazy of course more car accidents and it's just a it's a wild wild year for one girl. Um, so thank you so much for clucking with me today while you did your makeup, you drank your coffee, and you drove to work. I appreciate it so much. I hope you guys have a great week. Bye.